Hi, this is Sharif Khan Marikar. Welcome to the Learning Show podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, you are excited about learning and changing your life just like me. That's why I have started this podcast. We will be bringing you the thought leaders from various fields to discuss the burning issues in your life and provide you with tools to transform your life into that next level. This is the learning show. Hi, I am Rifkan Marika. My guest today is Suha Al-Kamasi. Suha is an avid mountaineer who took a journey of self-discovery and found a path to inner peace and true happiness. She is passionate about travel and changing social norms. She is one of the member of the first women trio to reach the Everest base camp at 5400 meters above sea level. She has also reached the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro which was which is 5900 meters above sea level. She is the author of the book titled The Horizon Your Journey to Self Discovery. Welcome to the learning show Suha. Thank you so much for this nice introduction. It's my pleasure to be here. Can you share a, about an incident what happened in your life? It it's totally changed the way you think, the way you do things, interact with people. Being a mother, I cannot separate this from anything else because I think motherhood really changed a lot. and and a human being honestly and a woman in general i mean the way i look at life before uh before i became mom was totally different there was no tragic tragic thing or dramatic change but having kids in my life uh yes i would say change change the way i look to things before you become parent um especially that i'm an adventurous person I like to take risks to adventures and really like some people might call it risky or dangerous things. I was just afraid about how my parents might feel or they might be scared or worried about what I do, but I still want to do this. When when I become a mom, you start to feel that your life is responsibility on you. Right? Mm-hmm. Though we should not take it this way. Mm-hmm. Again, I have to say we should not take it this way. We should detach this feeling from us but it takes it takes long time and I'm working on that again how we always need to remember that our children come to this world through us we don't own them they are not our property we they are not our we don't own them the sense of ownership for the kids uh, really create barriers that we, that should not be there you should let this go you should feel that these people these kids they came to earth through me i have to do my best to help them become the best version of who they are they are not extension of me they are not uh, they don't reflect who i am they reflect themselves if going back to your question a sudden change a sudden change not being a mom as much as when i start to read more about parenting that is why from this place i want to ask all parents to read who don't know how to parent because we have never been parents before right we just do what we see or what we think is correct but we have to learn more about parenting to become better parents my elder my eldest girl layla she was still uh, one year and a half 
and I was just doing the very traditional parenting thing. What you learned from your parents? What you see. What you saw, yeah. Everywhere, you know, what people say, yeah, don't do this, do that. And then when I start to read, I still remember my first book on parenting. It's called Conscious Parenting. It's an amazing book. It takes really time to, to understand this book because it's, it's not very easy to read. But it's an amazing book. It will open windows where you have never realized they're there. I just regret those two years in my eldest child's life that I was not really who I am today as a mom. So all moms, all, pay, all fathers, we always should educate ourselves how to become better parents and understand who are these kids, what do they want in life. Until that point, I still saw my elder child as an extension of me, as someone who reflects uh, me. I'll give a very simple example. I used to feel if, if she does something wrong, I would get embarrassed. Why? Does it because she reflects the way I raise? No, it, this is how we take. If we it. think but that it, way, yes. it is something. It's it. I I take the responsibility because yes, uh, I am bringing up that child. Yeah. So if that child do something wrong, so the people will say, see the way they have brought up the child. Yes. So we, we think that way. So we get angry yes. and frustrated. Yes, yeah. exactly. If your child, uh, if a child who's two years old in a restaurant uh, mess up with the food, you would feel embarrassed if you have this which you should not. You know why? Two reasons. The first reason, this is not the it's not the, the, the perfect sitting for a child who's two years. I mean, so many moms, they complain. Honestly, even in, in the clinic, they come and complain. They say, my child doesn't behave in a restaurant. Your child should not be in a restaurant every day or twice a week because he's a child. He wants to be in the park. Mm-hmm. He wants to miss play. He's still two years, right? They would, and they have to miss their food. They have to make it dirty because this is how they learn. This is what you did. So this is the image in which I wish time goes back. In my eldest child, two years, I would really remove and educate myself more. So I want to call really all moms to educate themselves, read more about parenting, and understand, detach yourself from from your children. You're different. You are independent human, and there are independent individuals. So do you have an embody in your life? the biggest influence who has influence and why yes of course of course my parents who is that? Are, my parents are an amazing influence for me my eldest sister is an amazing influence because uh, she's in, in the team as well she's in happiness seekers she's an amazing example of someone who creates happiness i always see people around me just living honestly no I don't want to say living normal life. They feel normal feeling for what they have. And whatever they go, they just do what they have to do and that's it. When you see a person like my other sister, Rana, she just creates amazing sitting from nothing. This I always call her, she's the happiness creator. She creates positive environment from nothing. She's amazing influencer. So wherever she walks in, it makes yes. a difference yes. to the entire Yes, and this, we all need this feeling. Yeah. I don't want people to underestimate it, especially men, honestly. I mean, with all respect to you, <laughs> they underestimate this. We all have to be happy. God created us to be happy, yeah. not to be sad or just in a neutral city. Have to be happy, grateful for what we have. Yes. I'm not saying we all have perfect life. No, mm-hmm. we don't. We all have challenges. We all have struggles. But these struggles will just pass. 
if you look at it from a different perspective. So how Find the perfect in imperfect. Yes, yes, yes. And look for the solution. So she always influenced me to immediately look for the solution. Whatever is the problem that you have, find the solution. Don't repeat the problem twice. She always said this. Okay, so tell us about uh, the book, The Horizon. Why The Horizon? How it started? No, let, let, uh, I read the book. It's a simple read. And uh, I wish, I wish specifically about the, you're talking about the understanding the true purpose of life. Uh, I wish I had this book one year before, seriously. Uh, so many areas, uh, how, how to be thankful, how to understand the purpose, why we are here. And also about the, you have a different perspective about the dream. So let me come to you later on. So it's a simple read. I, I, I must tell the listeners, it's a sim simple read. Lot of things she's talking about from her life and the experience. And the biggest thing is facing the fear and the obstacles. Fear is stopping us from everything today. Can you tell us about more? I want to tell you, the um, before writing this book, thank you so much for reading this book. It's, yeah. it's my honor, honestly. And I'm so happy that you like it. I hope everybody will, do, will, will read it and get inspired. This is the purpose of this book. I want to tell you exactly the topic of facing the fear from where it came. We were uh, climbing Mardi, it's called a mountain called Mardi Himal. But very few people uh, climb that mountain because that mountain is very... Uh, we climbed it by the we climbed to the base camp. It was ropeless climb, but I still believe if we had to have ropes by that time okay. because without were, ropes, yes, we all went. because the route were just in you, mm -hmm. and we were so excited to go, but we were in the middle of the way where you cannot go back, mm -hmm. and you're scared to continue. That was not my feeling. That was the the exact situation. Okay. You can't go back because I'm so scared to go back because I have just crossed. Very sharp, very high. You're talking about 4,000 meters edges. And I'm so scared to continue because it was very bumpy. And I don't know what's up. I don't know what I'm going to reach. So I still remember the book was everywhere around me. And I have, I'm not very, uh, I'm not adventurous. I like adventures, but I'm not a hero in the mountains, okay? I get scared. I'm scared from heights. So in that moment, I cried. Mm -hmm. I still remember the guide was there, uh, my sister and my friend Rasha. And Rasha, she is so brave. In if you put her in a you know this line in a very high edge, she'll be dancing. You know she'll be jumping, mm -hmm. and she was so happy. Like it's like a pilot. This is what I want, and I was crying because I was dizzy. It's too high. It's too sharp. There's you can just put half of you. So you remembered your family and the kids. Yes, I cried for the kids. I cried because I don't know what to do. I can't even call a helicopter to come and take me because it's very foggy. You can't say anything. You can't see anything. So where, and then I started to think, where should I sleep? I'm not, I think I'm, I might want to spend the night here. Uh, how am I going to go back? And then all of a sudden, that was, I think, a sign from the universe. All of a sudden, the book just disappeared. And I saw the summit of the mountain, and I saw the base camp. I saw the way. I saw the path. And then we just continued. We reached there, we had a cup of tea, 
because there's a very small footage there, very old Nepali man makes tea for people recently, you know. And we just had a tea and then we went down. It was a very tough journey. And then I suddenly realized that this is life, right? We, we just cross part of the path. I, at that journey, I still didn't know where I'm going. And this is what happens in our life. We finish university, we finish education, we start a job, and we still don't know where we're going to, what is the eventual goal. And then at that time where most of us in our 20s, late 20s, early 30s, we start to get scared. Life starts to go so fast. What is my goal? We start to feel lost, disconnected. We want things that we didn't do because of following the traditional yeah. uh, track, right? And then the, your fears start to spread everywhere, not allowing you to see your goal your path. That's what happened exactly. And then all of a sudden, when you try, you know, I remember the book, you can't see even with your hand. But if you want to catch it or touch it, there's nothing to touch. There's nothing to catch. Same our fear. Likewise, our fear. It's all here, fear right? Fear is there within us. So we have to admit that. Nothing so let, let me quote uh, from your book. Uh, you're talking about fear. A man with no fear is a dead man. Fears are the red flags that remind each human being of what he should be and where he should go. Can you just elaborate a little bit yes. about... Uh, when do we have fear? Like if you are, if, if one day you're going to your work, you just go back home, have lunch, and then you go to the gym, you will not have fear in that day because there's nothing in you. You didn't do anything different. You're not doing anything challenging, right? Fear always attached or accompanied when you do something different, when you get, when you want to get out of the shell, yeah. which is a normal feeling, but we should not. When we come out from our comfort zones. Yes, yes. Yeah. or when we want to break the ordinary, yeah. yes, you start to get fear, right? If you want to travel, you might be concerned not sleep that night because of the flight. Yeah. So this is what we all, why? Because it's a change. Yeah. You're, you're moving from one spot to another, from one place to another. Even if it's subconscious fear, but still it's there. But if you are doing things that you're used to do, nothing in you, you won't be really scared. You yeah. won't have fears. So the moment all the time in myself in which I don't have fears, I know that there's no purpose. There's no new challenge. There's new, no new thing in my life coming. So I feel frustrated. I have to look for something new. I have to fear something. The core of that is that you have to break your fear because your fear doesn't exist. It's always in your brain. And the moment your fear exists, you see it in reality. It doesn't become fear anymore. It becomes challenge that you have to either surrender or challenge it. So you face the fear, you know, you climbed uh, Kilimanjaro, it's uh, 5,600? Uh, 5,900 5, meters mm -hmm. above sea level. And also, mm -hmm. uh, Mount Everest uh, base camp, mm -hmm. it's 5,600 meters above. It's 5,350, and Kalapata summit next to Everest base camp, it's 5,000. You know, there are differences in uh, numbers, but it's average of 5,500. Yeah. This is Yeah. So this this has taught you to face the fear and all the obstacles in, in yes. your 
this experience? Uh, yes, but I didn't I didn't know this when I started the journey of, for example, climbing to Kalapatal Summit. I didn't know that I would learn to get over my fears. No, we just go because we were having fun. We were a team. We started a challenge journey, and then the challenges started to appear. Your body started to, my body started to get tired. Your mental status is not the same because you are at a certain height. And here, I start to analyze all the feelings that I have. That's why I feel so lucky because I could change this in words. Again, people don't have to go in the mountain to understand what I'm saying. Just measure it, okay? We were moving to the base camp. After 4,000 meters, things start to look different. Even we were team. Even the team started to, to be different with each other. Everybody's tired. Everybody is very easy to be triggered or... Uh, Irritated. Yes. Uh, lack of sleep. Uh, you, you, you just want to finish this. And at some point, you start to feel that, why would I do it? It's just a final point. I will just reach it. Okay, what would I say? Bye, take a picture and come back. And then you hear you start. This is the self-talk that puts you down, mm -hmm. which is, again, if I want to open my new project or my new plan, or my new clinic, something to be independent, I start to have this fear. Why would I do it? It doesn't mean anything, right? We start to underestimate the value of the goal. Why? Because we have we are in denial of our fear. Reaching to the Everest Base Camp is an amazing achievement. I went there because of this. In the middle of the way, you start to doubt this. No, why would I have to reach there? I'm so tired, no, I don't really have to. And then you start to find excuse. The weather is bad today, there's a big storm coming, uh, that's enough for me, let's go back. And then keep on reminding yourself with your eventual goal, okay? And then when I reached there, the Everest Base Camp, we were really tired, we were walking very slow. We had, maybe we walked at that day 10 hours or 9 hours, let's see, put it hours, with maybe 15 minutes of break. So I was so tired, we were just dragging ourselves. When you reach there, how many hours of walk uh, per it's day? It's 12 days trip. It's a 12 days trip. Yeah, so average of for a day, how, how much rest do you get normally, average? Uh, you have to walk from the early hour in the early morning. Okay. What time do you start? 7, seven, seven in the okay. morning. If you start 8, then you, you finish late. You don't want to walk at night because at the early uh, stages of the climate or hiking, uh, there might be tigers or leopards in that area, but after a certain height, there won't be anything, but still, it's not good to walk at night. Okay. So you want to hike during the morning hours, and then you have 15 or half an hour for lunch break, and then again 15 minutes. You can't stop more than that. If you stop in the middle of the journey, it's the same for everything in our life. You look back to where you started. Again, it's written in the book. You can't go back, right? You're in the middle of the journey. Yeah, yeah. You can't continue, you can't go back. It's your call here. It's your decision. That is why, in this point, education, working on yourself, in your inner uh, uh, self, you'll find it, they will pay you back at that moment, at that moment where everything is putting you down. Everything is putting you down, what's left is your determination. You never doubt your determination, your final goal. When I reach to the base camp, the feeling of achievement and the achievement is not because I thought that distance no the achievement is why people do mountaineering mm -hmm. it's because you have overcome your fear you have challenged yourself 
and you found a better version of yourself, a stronger person of who you are, came out. And then the way back, we were, we were walking so fast. You're not allowed to run at that time. But we were walking so fast, singing. And we were so happy, which means that all this fatigue and tired we felt, it, it's not real. It's because of the fear of finishing this journey. And we are trying to find some excuses to not, not, not to do things which uh, out of ordinary. And it's all my fault. If, if you look, it doesn't make sense. It's there, hiding you from seeing your goal, from seeing your summit. But if you want to catch it, it's not there. It's not blocking your path. It's just distracting you. When there's both, you, you still can walk. Mm -hmm. The path is still there. Okay. Right? It's not blocked. You still can go. You're walking through your fear. But once it's faded, you'll see the image, the, the clear image. So when we talk about uh, purpose in life, uh, let me quote Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, he says, uh, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, he, he says, you are fulfilling your true purpose if you commit your life to the highest advantage of others. So then only you have fulfilled. Yeah. So how do you find your purpose in life? Um, I think there's one purpose in this life. This is my philosophy. I don't know if some people might agree or some might not. But this is a human nature. I mean, if you believe on how humans are created, our inner being or well-being, how it is created, this we call the human nature, right? So there's only one human nature, which is doing good for others. This is the purpose. I think our purpose in this life is to do good to make this world a better place. Now, how? It's your answer. How? When there's a very amazing teacher doing his job amazingly, that is how he's making the world a better place, yeah. right? And, and likewise, all other professions. So you make the world a better place through who you are, through the talent that you have, which most of us, we don't do our talents, right? So let me quote you from your book. Uh, you say that God gave you intelligence, power, and emotions to live and ordered you to make the earth better every day in your own way. I like the word in your own way. So we all can do, make a change in our own way as a banker, as a teacher, as a therapist, as a taxi driver, as a person who is working in a restaurant. So all we all can add. So this is what we have failed to understand how that we go, we are going to make a difference in people's life. So would you like to elaborate a little bit about it? Uh, so? Yes, I always think about uh, for anyone who believes in God, who follow this, right? That we are, uh, we, we live in this earth to make it better place. Now, how? This is something that I really realized now, I, I, I mean recently, and I, if time goes back, I really wish that I realized it much, much earlier. And I want and my kids understand it. I want all children in this age, in this, this time to understand it, that God is best worship 
when we do our best. When you as a mother do your best as a mom, when you as a teacher do your best as a teacher and everyone, it, it, it applies on everyone. When you do your best in what you do, be, you're worshiping God the best way, not by other things without being more specific. By helping others, I serve God much better. I'm a better human than doing specific kind of worship in specific places without underestimating these things. But still, my number one purpose and I think number one goal in this life is yes, is, is to to be to make the world a better place. Now, what is the dilemma here? The dilemma is do we all do what we love? That is why people they don't do it with good potential and compassion because unfortunately more than the average we're not doing what we love because there's a track that we have to follow here comes we break the norms you should find what you love and do it move to the graduate you don't have to do a career switch and maybe working and say no i'm going to whatever and because i love it you have to make a gradual change gradual shift but don't waste your life doing something that you don't love is it that easy we all love to do what I, we all want to do what we love sometimes you with the responsibility the commitments it, it, it's it's a big challenge to choose between what you love doing and what you you are already you have been doing you don't want to disturb that yeah, yeah, yeah. so how do we strike yeah. a balance in between yeah i will tell you this is why you ask me why do i want to work with kids because still kids they still they have this chance to choose the path that they like that they love in in this generation i'm talking about 30s 40s maybe early 50s who were put in a path because this this is life because this they have to follow a certain tradition or this is the cultural background you might struggle in this. You might struggle because at some point you will find yourself uh, committed to a family, and you have to you have to, to to make this family live in a good level, educate your children. You can't quit your job and just do what you love. At this point, yes, we need kind of balance. We need this gradual shift. But my focus, my main focus, but you still can't find what you love and start gradually. My main focus is for those children we are raising now. You have to implement this in their brain, in the way they're educated, or their way they're being raised. You have to find your passion and do it. Like we make, we, we create a very happy generation. If all children follow their passion, they they do what they do because they love to do it, not because they think or because they want to please their parents, or because the cultural background tells them that you have to be a doctor or an engineer or whatever. You have to choose what you love. Our kids now, the coming generation, they have this chance. They are better than us. For us, I still believe that it's doable, but we have to create time for that. We have to dedicate time for what we love. So do you, are you doing what you love doing? Yes, yes. My, my, my book is my first, uh, it's, a, it's my baby actually. <laughs> you know, it's my yeah. first achievement in writing. Yeah. I love writing because writing is what I love to do. And I still have to do a speech therapy work, which I love. I'm doing it a part-time. 
so it will not affect my uh, uh, my being a mother and a writer at the same time, which I find a perfect combination. I mean, thank God I'm lucky to have this, to be honest. So writing is what I love because one simple, very simple thing, it's that I might be a person who has this gift of analyzing what things happen and transfer it in the world. I do believe that so many people have this skill of analyzing the image, but they might not be able to transfer it into words. People cannot read your thoughts, they can't read your ideas, you cannot sit with everyone and speak. The best way I find to transfer my thoughts, I don't want to say my thoughts, to transfer what happens in this universe, in words, through me, is writing. You know, the, always when we talk about goals and dreams, so we always say, I have my dreams, I have my goals. Uh, you know, I find it very interesting what you have mentioned about dreams. Let me quote you again. Uh, your dream has chosen you from the beginning. You have been chosen for this dream, for this vision, for this journey. You have been chosen because you can do it. In fact, you may be the only one who will do it. Very powerful message. <laughs> Amazing. So, can you t tell us, you know, this is first time I'm hearing, dream has chosen you rather yeah. than we choose our dream. Yeah. So, can you just yeah. talk us through, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is... I mean, I have full faith in this, and I have full belief in, the, in, in what I just, in what you said now, in what I wrote in, in the horizon. The reason is that I, I always believe that we are not alone in this universe. I still believe that, I will always believe that God created us and created us for a purpose, for a reason. And we have a lot of abilities, we have a lot of skills, but I think that Dreams come, or this is how I imagine it, dreams come from an outer universe in a place where we might not be able to see or to understand. So this is, the way I see it, it's a gift from God. No matter what people uh, believe or what is the religion they follow, it's still the same. Dreams come from heaven and they come direct to you they will keep on coming to you until you respond. But if you don't respond for a while, they won't come again. They will just fade and die or disappear. They will not move to another person because they're meant to be to you. Now, how our dream fits our skill, that's why I'm telling you the dream is meant to be to you. This is, I think, it's, this is God magic. This is why we are different creatures. This is why we're different. In the book, I also mentioned that we only human have the ability to imagine. If we understand the power of imagination, we won't be, I think we will, we are on very good level everywhere, I mean, but we still might be 100 years advanced than what we are. If children understand what you imagine, I mean, do you understand the power of imagination? Yeah, you sit very in a much. place yeah. and create something that does not exist. Mm. And if you have full determination, most of the time this dream will come true. Now, how dreams come to us, this is the magic of God, which I can't explain, but I still believe in it. 
you will find it everywhere around you, people around you. Just doing that very easy, normal life. They will keep on saying the same idea. This is the, their perspective and receive, receiving from it. Some, some people might tell you that, you know, for, uh, for certain services, if it's done in this way, I think it will be better. This is not just an idea you think about. This is inspiration. And how many people put this inspiration in reality? Very few. Very few. So what I call, this is the book. It's a journey to self-discovery. You take a time for yourself. Meet yourself. Know who you are. Then you will realize that these thoughts that come to your mind, these ideas that come to your imagination, it's not randomly coming to you there. It's coming for a purpose because you are the receiver for this kind of talent. That is why artists, they see the word in an artist way, right? People who are talented in numbers will see everything in numbers, right? And they are able to transfer anything in numbers. And it's a very successful way, right? Why they're like this? Because it's meant to be. You're meant to be like this. God created you this way to be a receiver for this idea or thought. But how many of us attach these thoughts to the inner talent and put it in, in reality? Very few. Can you also, when you, when you talk about imagination, uh, can you share with us something that uh, you imagine or visualize something yes. <laughs> and vividly and uh, it so eventually it came true? Yes, and it comes, uh, surprisingly, it will come exactly the same image that you have imagined. Only if you physically Anything it. came Yes, to, uh, I will tell you now. It just comes the same way you imagine it, with the same details, but only if you give it the fuel to stay, the flame to stay, keep it there. Even when it tries to start to fade because of the distractions and have that, bring it back. That is why I tell everybody, when you have an amazing idea, please write it down. Give it a title, give it a name. If you have a very nice and way to analyze things or putting, for example, these days, putting something in app, put it, write it down, give it a name and start to speak about it as name. Why when you raise animal or when you have pet, and this pet, uh, for example, uh, got five pets or a dog got five, they still don't give them names. Because when you give them, you, you start to attach. And okay. if you attach to something, if you give name, you start to attach to it, you'll be more dedicated. You'll start to give time. Okay. This is how Horizon started. Not, not the book, I'm talking about the mountains. I was, I'm from Jordan. We have few mountains, green mountains, more like maybe it does not exceed 2,000 meters. And then I traveled many countries and then, you know, this touristic kind of vacation. But I was still looking for something. At some point, I give myself new question really got me so excited, really, <laughs> honestly. And I want everybody to know it. So I was always imagining myself in white mountains, okay? Very high mountains. I didn't know, I didn't even know that Everest, I was at that level. I mean, I'm not shy to say it because I want people to get inspired. I didn't know that mountain Everest exists in Nepal. I know nothing about the Himalayas, nothing. The top of the world and 
how's the situation there? But I was always, you know, in the time where I had to wait for my kid until they finish their gymnastic class, even in university, you know, in college, uh, when I was waiting for the lecture, for example, to start, I just imagine, because I want to fill my time, not to come sleeping. The image I always imagine, my child, my hiking bag, my hiking sticks, the, the, the climbing gloves, and I'm climbing this wide mountain like that, you know, this cold and this windy weather. It was just imagination. I didn't see it in a movie, and I'm just putting it. It was just coming to my mind. So you were picturing yourself yes. there. Yes. So this vivid imagination you you will have throughout the day or in particular time you have? When you... Uh, uh, anytime I have time to just wait, yeah, okay. I have nothing to do. Okay. You know, we're talking about, this started just years, years ago. Okay. We still didn't have the screen, mobile, where we can just get busy with. Okay. That is why, please, always have time where your phone's away. Just your imagination to be effective. We didn't have screen time to be yeah. it. So when you wait for the college bus to come or when you wait for your lecture to start, you have nothing to be yeah. busy with, right? Yeah. So I just think every time I have chance to imagine it, I just start to imagine it. And sometimes I speak. I'm oh, I speak to myself. Mm. Like yeah, this, this especially, yes, especially when I was when I was younger, in childhood, I always imagined climbing the stairs. In my, my parents' house we had two stairs. So I was uh, climbing the uh, uh, the way and imagining that I'm, you know, helping, rescuing and roping things. And that all happened when I was in Masjid. It was the exact picture. And I didn't buy the hiking bag. My friend, Yashabot, she said, I want to give it to you because I know this is, you're really so passionate about it and you're really so excited. Why I'm telling you this? Because what I imagined, I didn't even do the effort to put this picture in real. Okay. So I had all this climbing years we call it and all of a sudden it was the exact image the cold the wind these sharp rocks anybody can look at Mardi Himal and see it's a very very sharp mountain and that was just real then I realized whatever I imagined it will come true if you only keep on doing it if you only keep playing for it to stay because the distractions in life might put it down what you want Picture it, imagine it. Why God give us the, 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 the ability to imagine? Mm -hmm. It's not for nothing, right? It's, it's not just to enjoy your... It's, it's the difference between the animals and the humans. So we have the power of imagination. Yes, yes. So the, 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 your imagination, the, the colors, the colors of maybe, for example, the gloves, the colors of the gloves, is it the same thing or yes. is it the yes. same thing? I said, remember, my hiking bag was red, this color between red and pink. Okay. My my gloves black. My sticks were blue and green. It's some the people same. might believe, some might not. Yeah. But it happened. It it does come true. Power of imagination. True. Even you know that day I was in a medical appointment, and I saw a beautiful picture for Sheikh Zayed. Uh, may his soul rest in peace and uh, the desert behind him and in, in the back of the picture the towers of uh, downtown of Dubai okay. and then there was a capture of what he said that was his what he imagined and captured for Dubai his whole life so we're talking about desert and now look at the 
amazing. So the transformation. Yeah, so, that, so that was an imagination. Yeah. His, his vision, it was his vision. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. It does come true. So when you talk about, uh, just remembered, uh, when you talk about uh, late father, founding father of uh, UAE, Sheikh Zaid, uh, you, when you, you all reached to the mountain on that particular day, that it was his birthday, you, yes. uh, it was his birthday, you all made it. Uh, so can you just talk a little bit yes. about how the idea came uh, up? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, in the region of the Middle East or uh, uh, some Arabic countries, we all hope that, uh, things become better. So UAE is like, it's like the window of hope. It's, it's, it is our hope for this region. Uh, I think UAE and Dubai really fulfilled the image of all Arab generation from all the other countries for, the, for a beautiful, successful Arabic country. So what we, what we are hoping to see in other countries, we, we see it here. And it's been years for me living here, and for my friend Rasha as well, and uh, Rana also, my sister, she spent a few years here in UAE. And that was the year of 100 years of Sheikh Zayed. Okay. And we were so determined. We decided to go to Everest Base Camp in two days. This is a trip that people plan for six months. Okay. We decided to go in two or three days. We planned everything, and we said we want to do it. We want to reach on that day and we reached on that day. On that day you yes. are reached. Yeah. yeah, 6th of May we were there. Okay. We were on EBC raising the flag of UAE. That was a gratitude for United uh, Arab Emirates and for Dubai for this peace, for this level of... of uh, the life they I, had given call, to the yes. people and the... Yes. the uh, I call it a luxury level to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It, is, it is a luxury level of living. Yeah. Everybody has to find out and the safety and, and the peace and the tolerance they have for, for all uh, over 100 nationalities they say they are, they are living here. It's, so yes. it, it's amazing. City. And we were so happy, you know, and happiness seekers were at night. Honestly, when we first reached, uh, our guide thought that we want to take picture. The first thing that we did because you cannot spend there a long time unless you want to, you camp there. Yeah. Because so you, you all had the UAE flag yes. and everything ready. We had a very big flag. Yeah. And we, we, just, we were so happy to have this initiation from Happiness Seekers on Earth. We were so proud, to be honest, to be honest. And still now, we still post this picture everywhere. Wherever we have a video, we still post this. Yeah. We feel it's a big achievement to be honest. Yeah. So what is the true friendship? Uh, you know, I have seen uh, you, you three of you all, your sister and uh, your friend. So achieve so much together. Uh, may God bless you for your friendship. So what is true friendship? It, it's very why I'm asking. It's very rare so, to find true friends together for a long time. With the grace of God for you guys. So what does it mean for you? Uh, well, uh, you know, since childhood I, and uh, until now, I still, you know, with my kids, I always tell them, please make friends. Friends, they are they, they are the family that you do you, you choose by yourself. Uh, we all alhamdulillah blessed with families and uh, amazing family, right? Uh, there are things that you want to have it, but you might not have it because this is how how it is. This you've been born and you've been raised, and that's the second thing. When you choose a friend, you choose a friend who meets your family criteria and what you're looking for. So I think it's the ideal thing in life having a best a true friend. It's one of the ideal things in life. It's one of the blessings, I would say, honestly. 
people with friends, with honest friends, are much, much happier than people with not very close friends. People who share your interests, who share your uh, thoughts, your concerns, your fears, everything. It's, it's going to just come easy. So I always push my kids, please make friends, please make true friends. And if you have a true friend, you have to take care of them. Yeah. Don't let them just Protected. go away. Yes. So uh, it happened six years, one, eight, nine. Rana, Rasha, and myself, the three of us, we've been together for 26 years, oh. going to 27. Sometimes people think we're very old, but we've been together since <laughs> we were six years old, so it's not that much. Okay. <laughs> but we've been together, honestly, since that age until now, sharing everything. Yeah. I think it's a blessing from God. This is what I can say. Yeah, it I is. I didn't choose it the is. circumstances. Yeah. And it just come this way. So I feel blessed with this relation. It's it's a blessing in my life, having someone to share all these things with. Now, who is the true friend? He's or she is the friend who will go through everything. Hard times, good times, happy times, poor times. With you, and they're the same. They're just the same. They see you as the same. They will not judge you. They will not see you as a different person because circumstances are different. So these people, yes, we have to just guard them and protect them and love them. And uh, can you talk about uh, the inner peace? See, we have everything in our life today. We have the luxury, we have the expensive trips and ex expensive cars and the homes. We don't have happiness despite having all also uh, the person who wants to be always want to be with despite all this still i am not happy so how do you make peace how do you uh, have inner peace we reach to this uh, we reach to this level it takes time to understand this because it's something very worth it to understand and what things really require time. You have to declare time to understand this. I'll give you a very short example. I know you have a one one chapter about inner peace. It's yeah. the longest chapter, I believe. Yeah. 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 I'll give you an example from the mountain. When you when you want to climb a, a summit of a mountain, so you carry your things. You carry your belongings, your equipment, and then at certain height in which you're going near the summit, you have to drop everything. They will tell you that whatever you carry will be against you, will go against you. Okay. Any kilo you carry above 6,000 meters or certain heights, 7,000 meters is equal to 10. After 7,000 or 8,000, any kilo is equal to 20 because oh. of the lack of oxygen and everything. And this is the most difficult phase in climbing. You're reaching, you're, you're, you're going near the summit in which you think that I need all my food, yeah. I need all the suppliers to stay alive. Surprisingly, it's not. Even Sherpa, Sherpas are the, uh, they call it sons of mountaineers, sons of mountains. Okay. They call them Sherpa in Himalayas or in climbing. They are the guides? Uh... Yes, they are people who put the ropes and uh, open roads for climbing. Okay. Climbing cannot be done without them, unless it's solo climbing, so it's different. So shepherds will tell you this. They'll tell you you don't need anything. Drop it. You will feel attached to your things because yeah. you'll be scared. Yeah. I might be so cold. I want to put more. Yeah. They will tell you drop it. It's all here. Drop it. It's all here. Yeah. They didn't maybe read much books about it, but they know because they experience it. It's all your mental power. 
all what you need at certain height to reach to the summit is your mental power. Your mental power is the first thing that might go against you or with you. At certain level where you have nothing, there's no possibility for rescue, there's not enough food, you cannot carry more than one bottle of oxygen, there where your mental power and your determination really works as magic. For people who say, no, you have to be realistic, I will tell them, no, it happened. If you don't believe me, you read books about people who summit mountain with nothing, with nothing, mm. who stayed in the mountain for two nights at a height of 8,800 meters with nothing, and they could survive. Many died, yes, but, they, but some they could survive because of their mental power. Your mental power is what you need. And if there's one sentence in the book I wrote that at a certain level, you will understand that the less necessity that you need, the stronger that you will be. So it's all inside rather than outside. When you feel the more necessity that I need, you still need to work on yourself from the inside. Okay. So this is how it works. This is the inner peace. To reach to that level, you really need to practice a lot to understand or to reach to a level where I have inner peace. It's not something that I said I have it now, but I'm still in a journey toward it. It's a very, very big thing to understand. It's, and I always say that wisdom will never come to you unless you have this inner peace. It's not this is a platform to be wise, to understand things. So this is exactly like a foundation of a building. If you have it right, the building will be very strong. If you have it wrong, whatever you put on it will never will never be in the right place. So it's, it's very, uh, most of the people doesn't have that, uh, that mentality to think that way. We think that more we collect, more we add, so the better we are going to be. Actually, in your um, experience climbing mountains, and I was so at that very moment for the survival. So, the moment of truth is that less you have, the more you will survive. Yes. So, so that, that's yes. the reality. Yes, know. it is reality, yeah. honestly. It, it is reality. But where is the dilemma here? You don't say for yourself, why I'm telling you it's a long journey to take to understand inner peace. You don't come and say, I need less necessity, but you're not working on yourself. So you reach to a level where you don't have equipment to survive and you don't have the mental power to stay alive. This is totally wrong. You need to, you need to, we start, we start the hike with a lot of fat, a lot of weight, and we start to drop it gradually until the end of the journey. You drop it because you really understand that I don't need it anymore. So you need to understand to reach to that level where you let go of these things. Now, when you reach to your inner peace, you will honestly realize that you don't need anything to be happy. You will reach to the level of, I spoke about it, the attachment of the de-attachment. To de-attach yourself from anything in this world and understand that you just relate to God. Whatever comes to you comes from Him, whatever goes for a purpose. This is, I think, the ultimate level of inner peace. We will still have to fight to reach it. It will keep on going up and down. Once you reach it, you will realize that you won't be always scared about your kids anymore, that the scenery used to be. You're scared from the traffic, you're scared from the cars, you're scared from 
there are so many moms who are scared that the reading of the school might just collapse and what the kids are there. This is the highest level of attachment with the kids, which is totally wrong. The attachment, you just let go. You do what you have to do and you let go. You understand that? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's really a long journey. Do your basics and, and yeah. believe in the universal power and let yeah. it go. But it takes time. Yeah. For people yeah. seeking this, it does take yeah, time. Yeah, it takes time. You have to go through a lot of things in life. Yeah. Uh, when certain things happen in your life, uh, whether it's in your relationship or in some other matters, then you realize, yes, so it takes time to learn the lesson. So every day is a learning. Yes, yeah. opportunity to learn. Yeah. So where do we see Sufa in five years' time? Well, um, what's your plans? Uh, my plans is to stay in writing. I want to write. I want to start my second book soon. But uh, doing writing is not just something that I, I just decide to write. I go to a place and I write. I have to get inspired. Yeah. I want to do more of inspiring people to to become who they really are. I don't want people to change. I don't want myself to change. I just want to be who I am, who truly I am, the authentic me, not what I have been. conversation I realized uh, you have so much to share uh, in your field uh, so it will be of great help uh, if you can write a book about uh, gu guidance to the yes, parents right. and and now when to see when to look for things how to reach the best people this information is we are lacking so I believe that uh, so if you can put up a dog yeah, I think it's a duty to be honest. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And uh, any any final words? Uh, I just hope people read the book and get inspired of the purpose of the book. So where do we can find the book? Um, well, it's in so many websites, mainly in uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com, Amazon.eu. Yeah, the local Amazon here. And you can find it from the same publishing company, Arcway Publishing, the same company that I published the book with. And it should be in over more than 100 websites, so but mainly in Amazon, which I think the most friendly uh, yeah, website for online. So finally, I just want to quote one thing from what I read, most inspired. I just want to find uh, the uh, one phrase I just catch from your book. Uh, it says, "Each one of us has flame within ourselves. It's that we have forgotten to ignite it." So I'm really inspired. Yes, we we have forgotten. So 
we can achieve many things in our life so we have forgotten to ignite yeah. and not end up doing anything yeah. so we, we we live and die who we are without doing any changes in people's life yeah. Yeah. thank you very much for your valuable time for and it is so much you could share with us and i hope the parents and the profession who are working with children so they have a lot to learn from you so we hope we can have more of this you we have more things to share with our viewers to share with the world so who are thank you very much again for your valuable time and we wish you all the best on your on your dreams and goals in your future endeavors thank you again thank you so much for us being here it's my pleasure to amazing platform for people to really share a lot of nice and beautiful ideas that might be needed. So thanks to you. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. I urge you to rate, review and share with your friends. That would mean a lot to us. Thank you for listening to the Learning Show podcast. We are glad that you are leaving with some great things that can help you to transform your life.